to listen to these unsolicited reviews for Amateur Nation. If I knew how to drive a car, I would listen to his podcast on the way to work. That's from Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg. More factual and funnier than any of our news commentators. Hail China! That came from CNN. His podcast is so good when he buys from Prime, we actually get his stuff to him within two days sometimes. Hail China! Jeff Bezos. This review says, I'd like to kill Lou Santini. Kill them all! <laughs> Heil Hitler! Bill Gates. Here's one that says, he calls me the Keebler elf often on his show. I fact check that as a, right again, Dr. Tony Fauci Mengele. Uh, here's another review. Here's the thing. When you listen Listen to Amateur Nation. He has a way of, listen, podcasts weren't even a thing when I was a cowboy in Delaware. And ever since my wife, she told me, well, let's not forget, let's not get into that. Uh, anyway, President Joe Biden. Hey guys, what did I miss? Jeffrey Epstein. Warning, the podcast you are about to hear is often based on true events and people. It chronicles the dialogue and actions of random, anonymous, obnoxious, self-entitled, unintelligent, self-centered idiots, attention whores, ignoramuses, dolts, clods, nimrods, douches, weirdos, drama queens, overly sensitive crybabies, and people who think they are better, more important, and special than the rest of us. In one word, amateurs. It's Amateur Nation with Lou Santini. We call attention to and call out the amateurs. The people who are doing life wrong. The speed bumps of life. The people that are in your way every day. The unintelligent, obnoxious, attention-whoring, self-entitled drama queen victim types who chip away at the moments of your life due to no self-awareness, common sense, manners, or social skills, and are disturbing the flow of the pros. Hi, Mom. Oh, hey, Lou. Amateur Nation. It's not just a podcast. It's a movement. This is episode 188. Not my fault. Bulk, Hulk, and Amateur Salt. Quick shouts out to Doug, Dougie Fresh Cavanaugh of Los Angeles, uh, California, and Kirby Aguilar of New York. She's got some really cool songs on her SoundCloud playlist. And a special shout out to Andrew Giuliani, former special assistant to former President Trump and a candidate as the 58th governor of New York who is now following me on Instagram. You can too, at Lou.Santini3. And also want to say, uh, friend and guest of the show, Chad O. Jackson, seen on the critically acclaimed documentary Uncle Tom, can be seen in the second installment. Finally, Uncle Tom 2, executive produced by Larry Elder and co-written and co-produced by Chad Jackson. It starts on Friday, a couple days ago from the airing of this podcast, August 26th. And you can see part two, I know I will be, at UncleTom.com. Chad Jackson, uh, follow him on Instagram. He's a friend of the show, a guest of the show, and mentioned that the sequel will be coming out some time ago. And I'm glad it finally is here. Now, before I continue, a correction. I mistakenly referred to the NBA team, the Miami Heat, as a WNBA team. I'm sure I was thinking of the WNBA story of Brittany Griner, and it just slipped out. Actually, I should apologize like so many pro athletes, Hollywood elite, and politicians do when they get caught doing something horrible. Uh, I, I regret and apologize for what happened when the wrong acronym was used to describe the Miami Heat. They always do that. I'm all, you know, they, they assault somebody. They uh, have a DUI. They, they commit a serious crime. I apologize for what happened. Uh, no, something didn't happen. You happened. So anyway, just a minor mistake on my part. And speaking of the WNBA, listen to this quick man-on-the-street type interview from at conservative on Instagram 
where an interviewer asks strangers if they'd rather have courtside tickets to a WNBA game or $1. I'd rather have a ticket to a WNBA game or $1. $1. There you go, man. Which one would you rather have? Uh, I guess. All right. Thank you. Neither. Uh, Neither? Seriously. This is courtside ticket. Does that change your mind? No. I myself would give a dollar to not have to go to a WNBA game. Here's what's happening in Amateur Nation. Topic number one. Topic number one. Say it loud. I'm black and I'm fat. And it's not my fault. Let's dive into an audio of a group of black women in the audience of a TV show. I wish I could tell you the show. I've looked it up. I can't seem to find which TV show it is. But I saw this clip on Amala Ekpanobi's Instagram page. And frankly, the show, what show it's on is not important. Here is a group of black women in a TV audience where one woman explains why black women, for some reason, don't lose weight. Black women, when we do the same diets as white women, we lose less weight and we lose it slower, even when we're following the diet than our white women counterparts. And what, and what public health practitioners think is that our stress responses in the body change our metabolism. It's literally that... The racism that you're experiencing and the struggle to make ends meet actually means the diet don't work for you the same. This could be one of the stupidest things ever spoken. Now, if there was a thorough scientific study with women of identical ages, heights, weights, and metabolisms that just happened to be of various races, with a control group, like a real scientific study should have, and the study took place over the same amount of time, with the exact food being eaten by both groups at the same time, with the same portions, with the identical fitness routines, and rest. Maybe, maybe I could be persuaded to delve further into this amateur's excuse, posed as... A theory and a reason and fact. But what we have here is a large woman who happens to be black asking a group of other large black women to please validate her because after all, she is yelling and back her up in her plight. Rather, excuse not to lose weight. And for the record, she's not a few pounds overweight. Like, eh, she could lose 5, 10, 15 pounds. She's morbidly obese. And that doesn't happen because you're black. And what of all the black women who do lose weight? You know, like black America that doesn't cry victim and doesn't have problems with the police and doesn't have issues getting promoted or getting ahead in their careers or financially. Nah, scream more. So you have your excuse. Racism. So to that order, eat what you want because no matter what you do, it's not your fault. So your answer is what? eradicate whitey only have black people that will make you look thinner i've dated three black women in my life two of which i met at the gym and they were far from fat and of course that's just me good for me but i got news for you i've been around plenty of what many people would call white trash as they're called and they're not shredded either i've lived in la for 24 years and many of the latin comedians i work with male and female have jokes about mexican women and men getting chubby past age 40 or after a woman's first child is born did you know 
it's actually cheaper to cook healthy meals at home than to eat fast food, especially nowadays. Have you seen the prices at McDonald's? You used to be able to go there with $5 and get a burger, fries, and a Coke and come home with some change. <laughs> no way that's happening anymore. And no, I don't expect poor people to shop at Whole Foods, but there are so many healthy options out there. And if you can't afford a gym, walking is free. Push-ups are free, jumping rope is cheap, but if you want to scream racism and how biology is stacked against you in an effort to remove yourself from any and all accountability, then welcome to Amateur Nation. I'm mad at the majority of young black men in pro football for being stronger, leaner, and more flexible than me and getting into the NFL. Racism kept me from going pro. Sidebar, funny how Oprah Winfrey is back to big and owns Weight Watchers. No mention of that? Also, Mama June and Honey Boo Boo are still fat and gross. Topic number two. After countless weeks of Kamala Harris being featured on the a la carte segment with her incessant rambling, I've decided to devote an entire topic to the inanity that is Kamala Slingblade Harris. Perhaps a whole podcast should be created dedicated to Harris stupidity and ramblings. We can call it The Camel Show. Whether you're a conservative or lip, I mean commie, I think we can all agree that most Americans have the following concerns on their minds. Perhaps not in this order, but things like this. Inflation, our border crises, the fentanyl crisis, fair elections coming up, food shortages, rising food costs, China buying America's farmland near military bases, safety in schools, not paying for other people's college education. Oh wait, that's just a pro-nation worry. Amateurs love spending other people's money. The corruption and backpedaling of the CDC, the corruption of the WHO, drag shows in schools, again, not a worry of amateur nation. 87,000 armed IRS agents coming for you, but not Vice President Harris, we have to worry about space. You know, the place where we ain't? Ready for a word salad? Here comes a whole lot of nothing. This empty cackling hen thinks she's inspiring people. We know that we really are quite behind in terms of maximizing our collective understanding about how we will engage on the technology of today and what we can quickly and easily predict will be the technology over the next decades. So to maintain our position as the United States of America on this issue, it is critical that we work together to understand where we are, to recognize and have the courage to speak truth about what is obsolete, and then to partner to ensure that we are speaking the same language with the same motivation, inspired by the opportunity of it all, but then doing the work of updating how we've been talking and thinking about our exploration in space. We're quite behind. Behind who? Says who? Where should we be, Kamala Harris, on Jupiter colonizing? Can we fix Earth first? And how does one quickly and easily predict the technology of the next decades? Quick, predict technology over the next decade. Go. Don't worry. I got enough. It's big. Okay. Phew. We know that living in this century, we have to think where we now stand and where we must go. Everybody doing that? Hey, Steve, you seem troubled. What's on your mind? I'm just thinking where we now stand with technology and where we must go. Wow, you are on it. Here it is again. We know that we really are quite behind in terms of maximizing our collective understanding about how we will engage on the technology of today and what we can quickly and easily predict will be the technology over the next decades. 
So to maintain our position as the United States of America on this issue, it is critical that we work together to understand where we are, to recognize and have the courage to speak truth about what is obsolete, and then to partner to ensure that we are speaking the same language with the same motivation, inspired by the opportunity of it all, but then doing the work of updating how we've been talking and thinking about our exploration in space. And don't forget, we have to work together. So, knock on your neighbor's door and ask him or her or they for their help in understanding where we are today and to speak about what's obsolete and updating what is necessary for space. And don't forget to have courage and then get an ice pack for your newly punched face. Take two on Kamala Harris about space. With the exploration of space being defined in the 20th century, we know that living in this century, we must think about where we now stand and where we must go. So while it was defined quite well in the 20th century, the opportunity of space must guide our work in the 21st century. I think Kamala wants to go to space. I say we oblige her. She is aware that we have the lion's share of a shitstorm here in America on Earth, yes? And let's top it off with a quick dose of Kamala Harris hypocrisy. She recently posted a gripe about the wrongful detention of Brittany Griner, saying she should be released immediately. Why? Didn't she break Russian law? Oh, and remember when Kamala imprisoned thousands of Americans for marijuana and kept them there longer than necessary? I do. Find me on Truth Social, Lou Santini 3. Instagram, Lou.Santini3. Getter, at Lou Santini. Subscribe to Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook and YouTube. Support the show, please, by going to LouSantini.com. Click on the yellow donate button. A buck. Topic number three is next. There's been an odd shift in human behavior over the last 15 plus years. A sense of entitlement. A constant need for attention. Ironically coupled with the need to be left alone. A desire to be treated the same as everyone else. Stupidly combined with the mindset of, I'm special, so treat me accordingly. Introducing the book, Amateur Nation. The Decline of Common Sense Manners and Social Skills. The second edition. Inside, you'll read The Amateur Mission Statement. The 30 Truths About Amateurs. The Four Stages of Being an Amateur. Amateur habitats and history. Social media plus me, me, me equals amateur. Technology and amateur behavior. With dozens of real funny photos, weird signs, and laugh out loud real life accounts and actual conversations vividly showing how us pros are surrounded by amateur nation every day. Download the expanded second edition of the ebook Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense Manners and Social Skills. The second expanded edition. Available now. Be a pro. Go to Amazon. Type Amateur Nation. Number three. Here's your headline. CDC announces sweeping reorganization aimed at changing the agency's culture and restoring public trust. Science isn't an exact science. And we're seeing articles that mention how the CDC quietly is dropping the vaccine status discrimination. Articles where the CDC admits that their vaccines don't prevent anyone from getting or spreading the virus. To which Amateur Nation replies, as always, well, we didn't know any better back in 2020. Okay, explain 2021 and 2022. And yes, you did. You just ignored your common sense. 
Now go post a flag supporting whatever the media tells you is trendy. This headline from statnews.com. In an effort to address its missteps during COVID, missteps, CDC plans an ambitious agency overhaul. The article says this. The CDC, an agency that had its reputation battered by a series of missteps in the COVID-19 pandemic and a slow response to the monkeypox outbreak, will undergo an ambitious overhaul, Director Rochelle Walensky announced. In an email to the staff, Walensky said the renewal effort will focus on making the agency more nimble. Ah, good plan. That's the gripe we've all had with the CDC. I wish they were more nimble and responsiveness to needs that arise in health emergencies. The priority will be to gather data that can be used to rapidly dispense public health guidance rather than craft scientific papers, a.k.a. taking bribes to dispense lies. Walensky also said the agency needs to acknowledge the flaws, flaws, a.k.a. life-altering, crippling, and deadly mistakes, of its response to COVID-19. It's a very long article. It's nothing you already didn't know, full of Kamala Harris-type long-winded verbiage. And frankly, considering the jerking around that corrupted commie organization has put us through, why would you want to hear any more explanations and excuses? The CDC is like that significant other who has cheated on you for the nth time and starts with, well, let me explain. Just give me one more chance. Dear CDC, too late. You're done. I've checked with my independent fact-checkers, a.k.a. my brain and common sense, and I'm looking into a class-action lawsuit against them. I wonder if all the people who lost their jobs and military who forfeited their call of duty are a little miffed. But keep wearing your masks, amateurs. Get your daily shot. And by the way, the amateurs who signed literally signed their lives away by taking the untested gene experiment can't sue the pharmaceutical companies But where does it say you, we can't file a class action lawsuit against the CDC and the WHO and NIH and Fauci? That music means one thing. It's time for the a la carte segment. Here we go. So, comic, I mean, Disney Plus is coming out with She-Hulk. Don't forget Trans-Hulk and They-Hulk. Hey, remember ACAB? All cops are bastards. Funny how that disappeared. You would think if you made a statement that was so definitive, so hate-filled, so strong, you pretty much would stand by that all the time. If you're so enthusiastic about it, you would have mentioned it before George Floyd, and you would still be griping about it. But I know the media didn't tell you to be outraged and show you footage of riots that were paid and staged. So, Rhino Liz Cheney lost the Wyoming election and then compared herself to Abraham Lincoln. Well, they do both have holes in their heads. Maybe she should go all the way and go to a theater. Which is more, newly fired CNN's Brian Stelter's total audience or Liz Cheney's total votes? Here's one. I recently screenshot something that was found on every social media platform. It wasn't anything new. Hundreds of times, in fact. And that is the post that mentioned that the CDC dropped the vaccine status discrimination and admitted that their vaccines don't prevent anyone from getting or spreading the virus. Then I got flagged and had it removed with this message. And I quote, We usually offer the chance to request a review and follow up if we got decisions wrong. We have fewer reviewers available right now because of the coronavirus outbreak. 
We're trying hard to prioritize reviewing content with the most potential for harm. This means we may not be able to follow up with you, though your feedback helps us do better in the future. Thank you for understanding. If your content goes against community standards again, your account may be restricted or disabled. Okay, so let me get this straight. You have the resources to flag my post, but not the resources to follow up to handle my challenge of the flagging. And it's 2022. We're heading into the fourth quarter of 2022, and you're still clinging to the COVID excuse? I mean, sure, restaurants and stores are short-staffed due to lazy amateurs who continue to suck at the teat of communist government regime in place. But you're telling me fact-checkers are short-staffed? Oh, this just in. FBI investigation determines Alec Baldwin must have pulled trigger in rust shooting. World simultaneously says doy. So let me get this straight. The Democrat, I mean, Communist Party wants people to believe that less than 1% of the ballots in the last presidential electric were invalid, but 30% of the signatures to recall Los Angeles' district attorney, Gascon, weren't legit. And that's the next plan of attack. Instead of manufacturing votes, they'll simply erase your vote in pronation. I highly recommend shooting video of yourselves voting, noting the date and time when you vote in the next election. Not to mention, pros all around the country are camping out and tailgating at mail-in ballot drop-off points to watch for mules. Time now for three pro things. Three things in this world that are done right. Number one, Okay, this one's a little busy, but please stay with me, and I'll try to explain it and stick to the details as greatly as I can here. Your headline, iCarly star Jeanette McCurdy says Nickelodeon offered her hush money over alleged abuse. Now, admittedly, I know of the show iCarly, but why the hell would I watch it? The article says this, years removed from her time on the Nickelodeon series iCarly and Sam and Cat, Former child star Jeanette McCurdy has a lot to say about the experience. Entertainment Weekly recently published excerpts from her upcoming memoir, I'm Glad My Mom Died, in which McCurdy writes that getting a lead role on a TV show was really her late mother's dream, not her own. In another excerpt published this week by Vanity Fair, McCurdy describes harassment she says she endured from a male boss she refers to only as the creator and the money Nickelodeon allegedly offered her to stay quiet about it. McCurdy writes that the creator offered her her first taste of alcohol when she was only 18 at a private dinner they were having ahead of the launch of Sam and Cat, an iCurly spinoff which co-starred Ariana Grande. At this same dinner, McCurdy says the creator gave her his coat and massaged her without consent. Okay, first off, you'd think after thousands of years of evolution, sexual predators with power could come up with something better than the old shoulder massages to get their creep on, but I digress. The article says, my shoulders do have a lot of knots in them, but I don't want the creator to be the one rubbing them out, she writes. I want to say something to tell him to stop, but I'm so scared of offending him. The excerpt then jumps ahead a year to the final days of Sam and Cat when McCurdy was drinking so much alcohol that her body broke out in puffy welts every time. She said, it doesn't matter to me, the buzz is worth the welts. 
By this point, she says the creator was barred from interacting with actors on set by the network following accusations, plural, of his emotional abuse. Barred from interacting with actors, not fired. Could you get away with this at your job? This is like those priests who molest children and then simply get relocated to another church. The article continues, at her next meeting with her team of agents and attorneys, McCurdy says she was overjoyed to hear of Sam and Kat's cancellation, but disturbed, this is where it gets pro, to hear that Nickelodeon was offering her $300,000 as a thank you gift, because that doesn't sound like Nickelodeon, as she said. Told by her team that the only condition of the money was that she never talk publicly about her experiences with Nickelodeon and the creator. McCurdy refused what she calls hush money. What the F? Nickelodeon is offering me $300,000 in hush money to not talk publicly about my experience on the show, she writes. My personal experience of the creator's abuse? This is a network with shows made for children. Shouldn't they have the same sort of moral compass? Shouldn't they at least try to report to some sort of ethical standard? I agree. But shouldn't you have reported it when it happened? I'll give you the pro nod for not taking the bribe, but you're an amateur for letting it ride. What do you think? Email me, lou at lousantini.com. Number two. Found a great new group to join on Farcebook. It's called <laughs> The Pussification of America. Like this podcast, it doesn't pull any punches, as is evident by the group name. Join and tell them Lou Santini from Amateur Nation sent you their way. Here's a great post that caught my eye. Facebook is a perfect example of socialism. You get it for free. You have no say in how it works. The guy who runs it is rich. You have no privacy. And if you say one thing they don't like, they shut you up. That's called a mic drop. By the way, The Pussification of America also has a podcast called The John DeVito Show. Feel free to drop my name. Number three. I need girl talk. Did someone say girl talk? Your headline from our friend of the show, Warner Todd Houston from iPatriot.com. University of Alabama sororities unanimously reject membership for transgender applicant. You think? Here's the article. There was a victory for sanity in Alabama this month. As it happens, every sorority of the University of Alabama bravely stood up against the transgender agenda by refusing to admit a trans student who wanted to force his way into their houses. The sororities refused entry to transgender woman Grant Sykes, according to reports. Sykes, a biological man, posted to Instagram stating that all of the almost 20 sorority chapters at the University of Alabama unanimously cut the transgender woman. Unfortunately, this chapter is closed. This recruitment journey is over for me. Everything's a journey in Amateur Nation. Don't forget, can't check the mail without it being a journey. Being dropped from my last house this morning during primary recruitment at the University of Alabama doesn't come as a surprise considering out of the almost 20 chapters, I was dropped by every single one except two before day one. In a separate TikTok post, Sykes said it's sad that this is how the process ended. I'm sad because I wanted to be a part of sisterhood and more than that, a community, Sykes said to newfound audiences on the platform. You know what? That takes balls. Thank you. Seriously, though, did this guy really think a house full of college-age girls would be fine 
with a man walking around playing pretend. This isn't an 80s Cinemax comedy. Tell you what, Grant Sykes, watch the 1983 teenage tit movie Private School or catch some old episodes of Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari in Bosom Buddies. Sometimes I wonder if I have ovaries in my scrotum. Yeah, I bet you do. Truth Social, Lou Santini 3. Instagram, Lou.Santini 3. Get her at Lou Santini. Subscribe to Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook and YouTube. Support the show by going to LouSantini.com and clicking on the yellow donate button. Email the show with a topic idea or comment and get a free t-shirt while they last. Lou at LouSantini.com. Because Amateur Nation is not just a podcast. It's a movement. Remember, amateurs, we see you. You're not at home. Don't do life wrong. Go pro. Don't be an amateur. For Amateur Nation, I'm Lou Santini. And this has been a big major production. Thanks, Lou. We'll see you next week.